All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, we're live. This is Master Tim Watson in Delaware and with my special guest, Master Dan Farrelly from Region 9. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this. Um, well. It's funny. I we've I told you the other day I looked back on Facebook and saw that we were friends friends since 2009 on Facebook. Um yeah. But and I was trying to think of the first time we, we met. It was probably I'm assuming his master's clinic. Uh, probably we might have met because I, I I did come to a couple of the Region Eight championships um, uh, years ago, so it might have been at one of those. Okay, it's quite possible. Yeah. I uh, I was trying to think of the first time I probably saw you, and it, I figured it out. It was it was probably the 2010. Uh, worlds when you helped out with Grandmaster Bodwin's promotion. Yeah, that was I remember. I, I remember that because you know Grandmaster decided he wanted a couple people to do it, and uh, <clears throat> they said, "Okay, you're going to carry the sword." I'm like, "Awesome, I'll, I'll, I'll carry the sword." They go, "Okay, well, they, they give you this 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 rounded you know, this this flat sword, and they give you the, the, this pillow. I actually have it in the other room still. I still have the pillow, and they're like, now you got to walk the length of this uh, convention center." holding this this pillow balancing this sword on it in the dark i'm like oh God, <laughs> this is just not going to go well literally the entire length of, of the convention center i'm walking in going don't drop it don't drop it don't drop it don't drop it <laughs> and you had a couple I, I i looked it up today you had a couple of people in front of you too right you had a uh, like a kid right in front of you yep that's one of our one of, that was um both of those were uh, our other students one of them was uh, rachel brocco um uh, and her and the other woman was Ellen Payne. Yeah, Rachel is. Uh, she's actually one of her HDL students. She got into the HDL team. So cool. And I, I've, I've met Ellen. Uh, yeah. She Ellen. she she's been to Masters Clinic, right? Yeah, she just got her the. This would have been her her fourth year. Okay. Yeah, so she got her. her she tested two years, and then she just got her her fourth on. So. Yes, yeah, I like I said, I looked at that picture, and and I know how how giant that place it is i think yeah. I, carry, I helped carry a flag for like the the region one year and it's like man that's a long way <laughs> it is it is a, it is a very long way it's pretty uh it's pretty impressive uh so obviously I, I i jumped a little bit there but uh do me a favor and just just give us a a brief history uh like i like I said i did a little bit of research uh i actually found your one of the master's profiles on the world tongue sudo yeah from like two, I think it was 2014. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, um, I, I've trained at, been training at Grandmaster Bodoin Studio. Um, I started actually in the, in the eighties, actually when it was still, um, the Mutaquan, the fist and the wreath when we were still under, under them before they fully transitioned out of there and into, into world home. So there's lots of stories that I've heard from, from him over how all that happened and everything that happened there. But um, I was one of the first people at like age six he had, and I trained for maybe two or three years till I was probably about eight or nine. And uh, I got to back then we had green belt. Um, there was no brown belts. There was green belts with, uh, you had two stripes at green belt and then two stripes at red belt. And I got to green belt with two stripes and I was in school. I was having lots of trouble. I just, uh, I had undiagnosed dyslexia. I had a couple other areas that I couldn't, uh, a lot of trouble getting reading under control. 
So I like oh, I gotta stop. I stopped like I stopped for several years until I got you know able to you know be a good student in school because that's always the more important thing. And uh, I went back in 1990. And when I went back, Grandmaster, being the person he was, you know, recognized me immediately. You know, talked to me, brought me back in. And he goes, okay, we'll search as a green belt. Well, you know, we'll search as a green belt with one stripe instead. Of, you know, we won't put you back at brown belt. We'll put you at green belt. We'll go from there. And I, I, I said, no, I don't remember anything because I was a little kid and they were you don't retain much sometimes when you're that young. Right. I, I'll, I'll start over as a white belt. So I restarted over as a white belt in 1990, and I'd been with him ever, ever since. Um, we, uh, you know, I. I uh, met him you know i trained with him just consistently from then on and uh i ran his you know his summer camps a couple of years when i was in high school ran his demo team um you know when i kind of got out of college um and graduated i came back um because uh, I, I was still active when i was in college when i really was sort of training again after college and i had just got my my third degree you know just before that and uh um some of the uh, the older the older instructors that had been around a couple of um, a master that he had that had been teaching for a long time with him just to decide to retire and some of his other you know the other senior rank that we had at that point decided they were going to become really less active they weren't active in world home so they were teaching they had a night and they kind of got into the rut of uh you know, I teach Fridays, um, I just teach my three classes and then I'm done. And they weren't going to regional events, they weren't doing anything else. And so I kind of, I was, you know, just out of college. So I was young and, and, and energetic and, and excited. And I, I stepped right in there. I kind of took that, that, that position as his right-hand guy and we kind of built it back up and kept everything going from there until, until the, I'm still there now. It's just, unfortunately, he, unfortunately he is not, which was, uh, which is quite a shock. Yeah. So when so when when was so we're talking like early two thousands when that was? Uh, yeah, two thousand one was when I graduated college. So okay, that's that's crazy. I I actually started in two thousand one, <laughs> and you were you were well on. Where were you like a, a edon at that point? Uh, two thousand one. I had just got I got my third degree in two thousand. Okay. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, so, I, so, I yeah, uh, yeah, it was 2000 when I, yeah, 2000, fall of 2000 was I got my, uh, my fourth, my third don. And the, the, the interesting thing was in region nine for a long time, all the black belt tests happened at Grandmaster Studio for a long time. And then they started moving them, moving them around and they were trying different things with them. At one point, the black belt tests, they said, no one can watch black belt tests. They're going to be, they're going to be private. We're gonna have a pretest that everyone can go to. You can watch the pretests and well, a big promotion ceremony afterwards. But the test is 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 nobody can beat it. And that was my my second degree test was at was again at Grandmasters. And at that point, they started moving them everywhere. And somehow it worked out that all all of my, up to obviously fourth degree, which was at the Masters Clinic, all of my tests just whenever I got to a test, it hit happened to hit when it was at Grandmaster Studio. So I, somehow all of my tests up through that point were were there. Wow. Now I, I didn't get a chance to go up go there when when we were up uh, for his funeral, but it's not a big place, right? It, it, it is not. Um, I have a I have a video somewhere of my uh, 
of my first degree black belt test and there was 20 like 20 25 people testing like 20 people testing i think it was like 20 people testing for black belt um three people or four people testing for second and one person testing for third actually master Kachur um from cheshire uh, region nine she was testing for her second degree and i'm testing for my first degree it, you know okay. we, were te we tested together there which was kind of fun and uh yeah, and then we, whenever we had a test, we'd put chairs along the, the sidewalls of the studio, so you lose, you know, however much a, a plastic chair is with a person sitting in it, you lose that much space, you put a table at the front of the room, like they were having four people up at a time doing, uh, doing um, forms and weapons, and it was, it was a packed house, it was crazy. Uh, I can I can imagine. Hey, just real quick, I, I just want to thank everyone for watching. And uh, if you have any questions for Dan, Master Fairley, uh, just put them on the stream here. Uh, you know, we're going to talk. I'll 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 look every once in a while. It looks like uh, George and Debbie Berardi are here. Do you know uh, George and Debbie? Yeah, they're they're two of our students. Um, uh, two of our students. One's a third degree. One's a second degree. Excellent. Um, uh, George is at it was even funnier because I, I taught them taught both of them uh, since they were white belts. But George was actually my sixth grade science teacher. <laughs> All right, yeah, that was one of those, uh, those fun ones. I'm actually going to share this video out while I found it off to to my to the to the studios page. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, I shared it out to my my. Uh... I'm sure you, I'm sure we have hundreds of uh, of mutual friends through uh, World Tongue Sudo, so I, I just shared it out there. <laughs> I could actually share it to the associations page, but that, I might get in trouble for that one. <laughs> so you obviously you mentioned Region Nine, and, and nowadays I I got to imagine that. Uh, oh, looks like it, uh, Mr. Brocko said you demoted George. <laughs> Oh, he's the fourth degree now. Oh my God, he just got promoted. Yeah, that's right. Oh, of course, I know George. I know who George is. Yeah, he just got his his fourth on. George. Hey, come on, Anthony. The quarantine, you know, it's it's tough on all of us. Um, so you you mentioned Region Nine, and uh, I'm assuming that the test nowadays would there'd be no chance of of fitting in there. No, no, not at all. The growth of Region nine. Yeah, actually now we've we've been using uh, Master Valentin's uh, um, studio because he has the the large studio with the two sides, and we actually split the tests on on both sides of his uh, of his studio. So that's been the go to lately. Nice. Yeah, it works out. It's worked out well so far. So, although well, one one year we tried it at our at our black belt clinic, I think it was our youth black belt clinic. We tried it, and uh, we're like, okay. We, for whatever reason, it was going to the timing of where we had to we had to do it. We did the black belt test there, and we uh, we had it all set up, and we realized that okay, it was the youth clinic, so we all the masters and the, the most of the third gods, everybody went down and was burning the test, and we left one adult black belt up top <laughs> with all the with the chaperones and the kids, and we're like afterwards we're talking we're like. That might not have been the best idea. <laughs> Thirty kids with like five adults. Nice. I'm sure everyone survived. We did. We saw Master Valentin's bounce houses. We gave him cotton candy and snow cones, and they were fine. Nice. 
Um, how are how's the communication going up there in Region Nine right now with uh, with everything going on? Obviously, we've all transitioned as, as studios to uh, online teaching. How's how's that going for you? Because I know you're you and Lauren are still working. <laughs> yeah, we're both working. So um, Anthony uh, Anthony Bracco, um, he's also helping Master T at his studio. So him and I have been. Um, sharing a lot of stuff together. So we've been split up between me, him, and also we've been, we've pulled in uh, Master Porco Jr. So the three of us, our, our three studios have been uh, sharing the responsibility of doing two different uh, Zoom classes a week. And Master Valentin's opened up his, all of his uh, classes that he's running to anybody's students as well. So he, uh, we were putting out, you know, a couple days a week of, of classes out to the students. So it's, it's pretty exciting and hopefully, you know, everyone's enjoying it and, you know, we're, they're getting something from it. You know, I, 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 I'm struggling a little bit with it at times of, you know, trying to work the technique and work the stuff when I'm watching my students and I'm seeing that, you know, they have maybe three feet between their couch <laughs> and, right. and the chair and the TV and everything else. It's like, I can't have them do spinning hook kicks out there. You know? <laughs> And a dog and a baby, you know, a little sister and <laughs> yeah. True. Speaking of the dog, because he's been being a little uh <laughs> he hears people talking, they think we're talking he thinks we're talking to him, so nice. <laughs> uh yeah, shout out to Master Valentin and, and honestly all the people that have are working on uh sharing stuff online because it's it's hard. <laughs> Uh, I just, I, I literally just got done teaching a class like 10 minutes ago and, uh, you know, I had to like walk, walk outside to, to cool down. So I, I didn't listen as we, <laughs> as we talked. <laughs> so I, I noticed you guys a lot are doing it, um, doing out of your houses and that kind of thing. Are you guys not allowed to go into the buildings or anything like that? Or? Uh, we, we can, um, for me, it's just been easier cause we, ha I have space in my, uh, I have space in my basement um, to do it. So I know like Master Kaluzny is still doing stuff out of the Dojang. Um, but like, you know, the Setiantos, they're, they're here in Delaware, but there's schools in Pennsylvania. So they, they can't cross. Um, and I know like Andrew, uh, the Salonas um, are, there's schools in Maryland, but they're in Pennsylvania and uh, Maryland is pretty locked down. So uh, yeah, they're, they're not, they're, they're not so lucky. Um, so going back, you know, when you said that you, you started teaching with grandmaster, oh gosh, almost 20 years now. Um, can you share some of the story, uh, maybe a, a story or two about, uh, traveling with him? So I actually even, I actually started teaching for him way before that. That was just why I kind of took over and became his, his really his right hand guy with him. But I, I've had a lot. I you know, I did get to do some some fun travel. I got to go um, a couple of good ones. We were uh, when they had the first Qigong clinic in um, Pennsylvania at headquarters. Um, Grandmaster was like, "Okay, Dan, let's let's go. We'll go down. Let's go to the Qigong clinic." I'm like, "Okay, sure, sure. We'll go down. We'll check out. Uh, hey, I get to see headquarters. I haven't ever seen that in in, in Philly. So we went down there. We went to uh, headquarters. We, um, it was just before it was in the fall. I'm not, I can't remember what month exactly. Um, it was, and it was just before the first Latin American masters clinic happened. 
So grandma and we go into headquarters. We go up the stairs um, up to the office where Maggie's office was and Grandmaster Shin's office was. And uh, we go in to see everyone and sitting in there with Grandmaster Shin. And he's like, and him and Grandmaster Bowen are talking. And he's like, grandma, he's like, oh. And Grandmaster Shin always called Grandmaster Bowen Bob. He's like, Bob, you don't go master, your Latin American master's clinic this year. You'll go next year. They don't ready for you yet. I need to go. <laughs> And he goes, you go next year and bring Dan. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So <laughs> um, we did, the, we, and it was a great Kigong clinic. And we did the Kigong clinic and went to a Korean restaurant afterwards for dinner. And we're driving, we're driving home. And um, Grandmaster, for anybody who, who never had the, the opportunity to drive in a car with Grandmaster, um, he liked to drive fast. <laughs> <laughs> and he like if, if it took you most people 15 minutes to get there he was there in 10 <laughs> he, he had he he was a fast driver and so we're driving back and we're somewhere in pennsylvania coming back and we we got pulled over for speeding and maybe a, a month later um him and i and lauren i think and joanne were and his wife joanne were out to dinner we're going somewhere and joanne was there and and she said something to him about getting a ticket and he goes joanne it's dan's fault you all, he never told me to stop to, to slow down like you do <laughs> I'm like, nice. oh, you, sir <laughs> he goes, well, you always tell me to slow down dan didn't it's his fault <laughs> it's your fault dan <laughs> like yeah, yes sir it's my fault <laughs> him and master godwin must have went to the same uh driving school because uh Master Godwin uh, is is the same way. Yeah, and then we got the opportunity. To, then I got the next year we had the opportunity to go down to South America, to the second uh, Latin American Masters Clinic. And so I was going. Grandmaster Master Valentin and myself were all going down um, at the same time, and uh, we flew down. And uh, the year before, Master Valentin had had some. Uh, with Master Inosha going through customs, they had had some some trouble bringing all of their training equipment, all of the the swords, knives, stabs, canes, all that stuff, going through customs to come into the country. Because um, apparently, from the story Master Valentin tell, tell uh, way he tells it is Master Inosha when they asked him what was in the in the bag, uh, Master Inosha said, "Oh, it's our weapons," and that's it. All kind of like you know. <laughs> <laughs> they were not wanting them to let a couple of gringos come in with some some weapons <laughs> for their country. <laughs> so we were going through it, like as we're like coming up, their master balances just keeps going to both of us. He goes, "It's training equipment." When I say training equipment, it's only training equipment. <laughs> <laughs> what they hear? Training equipment. <laughs> they are like, "Okay, you're fine. Go through." Because you have to bring it. Uh, what we used to travel used to travel with it was a gun case. This is the only thing that would fit. You know, we had. Like three swords and two two collapsible stabs and knives and you know the only thing you could fit it all in was a was a was a rifle case. So they're like, no, 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 say it's that. And, but we were when we were flying down on that trip, we're sitting there and we we get on the plane and it's December, flying out of JFK, and we're sitting there waiting. And they're like, it's just going to be a couple more minutes on on, on the tarmac. And we're waiting. Half hour, forty minutes goes by. They're oh, be a little. We're, we're no, we're gonna get going soon. Don't worry. 
there's a stuck engine ice valve. De-ice valve on the engine. We want to make sure it's working before we take off. Yes, please make sure the engine is working. <laughs> Leave it about two and a half, three hours late. <laughs> and we get down there. When we get down there, we have to go from the local airport or the international airport to the local airport to fly to the to the town that the clinic was actually going to be in, Mar del Plata. And when we get there, we come out of customs everywhere else, and the people we're meeting down there, they're like, um, yeah, you guys missed the plane. <laughs> Grandmaster <laughs> Shin's already there. Everybody else is already there. You guys have to, you know, take you to the other airport. They're going to rebook you and you're going to have another plate. So we go to the other airport. We're sitting there. We're at the other airport. We have to wait like four hours or five hours in the, in the second airport to fly down there. And we fly down to the, it, it's, it's like a six hour drive. So it's like a 40 minute flight. <laughs> so we could have, instead of waiting, if we had just driven, we would probably yeah. be. <laughs> but we had to wait for the plane and uh we get there we get to the restaurant now we had left you know i think originally our flight out of jfk was 8 p.m you know so it's a 10-hour flight with two-hour time to time difference by the time we actually got to the like the hotel in mar del plata it was somewhere around seven o'clock the next night <laughs> and then grandma and they were like Grandma just didn't want to go to dinner, but he wanted to wait for you guys. So drop your stuff off and come down. We're going to dinner. We're like, can we go to sleep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. We, we go to a room, drop our stuff off, and we go walking out. We had to walk like four or five blocks to the restaurant. We get to the restaurant. The restaurant's closed. They didn't close at 7 o'clock. No. We walked another five blocks to the next restaurant. It was, it was but That trip was amazing. Um, we got to, uh, um, that was also the trip. I'm not sure if you've, you've ever heard this or heard this, this one was, so after the clinic got done, we trained for two, we trained for like three days. It was amazing because it was 18 people. So it was, you know, Grandmaster Roy, um, Grandmaster Shin, you know, Master Durko, Master Valentin, you know, some really senior people. And then, you know, 18 people and like 15 other people training or 14 other people training. So it was really amazing workouts and training. And when we finished, though, they said, okay, we're not going to fly back. We're going to we're gonna get a bus because Grandmaster Shin wants everybody to see the country. So we got a little bus. Like, it was like the, the little shuttle you have at the airport. It's like, you know, six rows of seats, you know, because we only need 12 people. So it's like, oh, we're going to get on the... Grandmaster Shin wants you to see the country of Argentina and how beautiful it is. Now, between Mar del Plata and, Argent and, and Buenos Aires, there's cow fields and little villages and more cow fields. <laughs> That's all there is. We're like, we could have seen this from the plane and not have had a six-hour drive. Nice. And, and we, I think we left somewhere around, somewhere around like 2 in the afternoon. And we the, to drive up there. We're, we're we're about halfway. It's going to be like five o'clock, and everybody's hungry because we had, hadn't really had lunch. We had a bre late breakfast, no lunch. Maybe like five o'clock, we stopped to get some gas, and uh, we go in there, and um, everyone goes to like goes to the bathroom, gets a drink, gets a bottle of water, this and that. And there's a restaurant in there, and everyone's really hungry. And we're looking kind of at Grandmaster Shin like sideways, like. Are we gonna are we gonna get to eat right now? Or are we gonna, and Grandmaster goes, looks at his watch, he's like, Oh, we can go another hour. Don't worry. 
So they're like, yes, sir, we're grabbing like candy. <laughs> we're starving at this point. And we pile in the car and we start driving and we start driving um again. We stop about an hour later, this little roadside restaurant. And we go in and there's I think there was uh, Master Burgos and uh Master Saragosa. Um so there's probably about eight of us that were there as you know for you know sitting at dinner. And there's just plates of steaks and chicken, and it was just as much. If you were if you were a meatarian, if you 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 were in heaven, it was so much fresh, fresh poultry, fresh beef. It was amazing food, and everyone eats like crazy. And then, um, we uh, we get there, and dinner's finished, and Grandmaster Shin Shin said he looks around, he goes, "Okay." It was, Nobody here to tell me I can't. I'm buying dinner. I have the association credit card. And he has it ready. And the guy walks over to the table and he hands it to the guy. And the guy goes, I'll take credit cards. that looks at everybody, he goes, I have no cash. You guys pay. <laughs> so everyone's like pulling out cash out of their pockets for dinner. Nice. So we hop back in the car and we're driving now. It's getting it's getting late and everyone's getting really tired. So everyone's starting to kind of doze off in the car a little bit because we had this massive meal of of meat. <laughs> so everyone's getting a little tired. We're starting to doze off, and we're getting ready to pull into the last um, rest stop, the last toll booth going into um, Buenos Aires, and we start hearing we start hearing something and. Yeah. Master Valentin with the guys from Puerto Rico on their back and they're all whispering to each other. And then suddenly, you know, we're looking like, you know, you're sitting in the van and you're looking like this. And suddenly it goes <sighs> on the back side of the bus, both of the tires on one side, because it was it was um, double tires on, on the back on each side. Both tires came off. Came off. Came off. One of them. Now, this is a massive toll booth. There's like a 14-lane toll booth, you know, seven on each side because it's the main one into Buenos Aires, into the capital. And one of them goes sideways across 14 lanes of traffic, and the other one keeps going ahead of us, and it keeps rolling. And there's a car at the spot we we're going to go into, and it slams into the back of the car in front of us and bounces off and rolls away. And the guy gets out. And he he's looking around. He's like, "Where? What, what happened? Where's the? Where, what hit me? There's a dent in my fender. <laughs> he couldn't find the tire. The lug nuts had fallen off the tire. Lost all the lug nuts. Oh, so we're, we're standing on the side of the road, waiting for them to jack the the car and find the tires and take lug nuts off all of the other tires and put them on. And uh. The only phone that worked was Master Valentin. That was back when Nextel had the walkie-talkie feature. Yeah. And Master Valentin's phone worked and he, for walkie-talkie. So he could walkie-talkie back to Mrs. Master, Rachel Valentin. And so he walkie-talkies her. And this is about 11 o'clock at night. So probably about 9 o'clock back here. And he, he's like, hey, Rachel, how's it going? She's like, oh, good. She's like, what's going on there? He goes, oh, the wheels just fell off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh -huh, sure. No, seriously, how's it going? He goes, no, really. The wheel fell off the bus. And she's like, 
what? What? <laughs> yeah, and then he, and they they eventually put the tires on it. We had maybe a ten minute drive to where our hotel was supposed to be, and it took us another forty five minutes to get there because every like five minutes, the guy had to stop and get out and retighten the lug nuts because they were completely stripped to keep the tires from falling off again. I bet you guys were the, every time you hit a bump, you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> real, real quick while we're, uh, we stopped, I got a bunch of people are saying hi. We got uh, Lynn Prifty. She said that's her favorite story. Yep. Amelia Schwartz said hi. Jordan Velez, Darren Offerdahl. We got a couple questions. If okay. I could hit a couple questions, uh, Tom Lyons um, asks, "Good evening, Master Fairley. What is one of the most important things you have taken away from training with Quanjin uh, Bodwin and Master Haney?" That's that's a really really good question. I, I did get to actually train with both of them a lot because um, my Mas Master Haney had had trained for a long time. He he was a you know had his when he was a third degree. He stopped training for a long time, and. Mm -hmm. When he came back, I think I was like a brown belt. He came back and he started his studio that he has that uh, he had has an he had in Oxford, and he was teaching at Grandmasters. So I got the he taught for he was one of my instructors for a couple of for about a year before his studio in Oxford really took off and he couldn't you know split his time like that anymore. Um, and then my wife Lauren, that was her original instructor, was Master Haney as well. So I got to go and train with her and hit with him a number of times, but. Um, Probably, you know, for both of them, really, it, it comes down to almost, you know, it's not a technique or anything like that. It's both of them. Just Master Haney was 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 exceptionally giving. Individual and Grandmaster Borman was exceptionally giving, and just to be be as kind and as, as try to be as good to everybody as 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 you can, you know, follow that. You know, for me, trying to follow that example of them as 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 people. You know, you know, technique, you know, martial arts techniques. They, they, they're both. They, they had so many things that they, they did. I used to say to Grandmaster, you know, I'm like, you've forgotten more than some people will ever will have ever learned. Um, but and both of them were, were that way. But really, it's cliche to say, but it's the be the be the good person that they both you know, and follow that example for both of them. Um, you know, Master. Haney, his when he passed away um, last year, his wake and his funeral had, was had a uh, was had a tremendous number of people, and it was it was a, a, a huge uh, a, a large event. And then you got you got to see the um, the wake and funeral for Grandmaster Bodwin, and just for those guys to have touched and have been cared for enough for people to to come to those events the way they did for them, you know that just it kind of shows you the character of, of those men, you know, kind of. Try to emulate that from them is probably the best, you know, most important takeaway I'd probably get from either one of them. Uh, yeah, and it's one of those it's like, with Grandmaster Bodwin. Uh, you know, I I had some some conversations and, and talked to him a couple times, and obviously knew he was a, a well-respected person. But then to go up to where he lived, and we were there for probably five hours uh the you know during the visiting and there was a line the whole time and it was it wasn't just martial arts it was it would seem like all of all of the surrounding area you know filed in to 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 pay their respects and it was it was just amazing yeah and i mean I, there's there there's people that i hadn't seen that i you know i had you know i've been with them for you know, almost 30 years 
And there's people I hadn't seen in 20 years that, that had come to it. And there was people that were, that were predated my time that were, that had come to it. And, you know, it was funny, Master T and I were both, um, we're both standing there and we're, we're talking for a moment and we're looking, you know, in the line of people that are at, were at the wake and we saw a guy and we're like, who is that guy? I, I, I he was, Master T's like, Dan, who, who, who is that? I'm like, Oh, he used to run the police athletic league, um, uh, Tungsto group. It was a non-world Tungsto group. And he's like, yeah, he goes, but what's, I remember, he goes, yeah, oh, you're right. What's his name? I'm like, I don't remember. So what do you remember? I'm like, his students weren't that good. <laughs> and I was just joking with him. He had some really good students. Actually, I went to college with one of his students. He was actually really good. But it was just one of those, like, I'm like, I needed to give a tensor breaker at that point because the two of us were just, you know, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a tough, tough few days there. So, yeah. I actually I st stood in line with a guy um, who was kind of like that. Who his name was Jim. I think someone called him Jimmy. I think he said he was like a second degree black belt that kind of bounced in and out. Yep, um, Jim Jim uh, Regan. I think was his last name. I think. Yep, I remember Jim. Yeah. So yeah, I, I we we stood in line together for like an hour and just chatted on and off. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, so Master Marbrook has a question for you. He says, What's, what motivates you to continue the path of martial arts? Did you have a defining moment where you said to yourself, this is a journey I want to take for my life? What was that moment? Um, I don't necessarily think there was a one moment that, kind of, that I can think of. There's lots of – just lots of little moments. I've, 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 been, I've been fortunate to have lots of really um, – amazing experiences and met a lot of amazing people that have kept me, kept me going. Um, you know, probably initially I, I, I started, you know, for reasons a lot of people do, my older brother was doing it. And so I was like, okay, well, he's my older brother. My bro older brother's cool. So I'm going to follow him. And then, you know, I was doing that. And then I, 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 I generally hate to leave fit things unfinished. I had quit when I was like, I had quit to, to do this school, to do school. I'm like I wanted to go back. So I went back in 1990 it was just after my um, my mom's mother, my grandmother had passed away. And the only grandparent I had left at that point was my grandfather. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to get my black belt before my grandfather um, passes away. I'm going to, I want to make sure I want him to see that. And he got, she got to see me get all the way up to my third degree. So he got, you know, I managed to, to do pretty good on that respect, but I've had lots of, um, um, lots of, of, of amazing events and, and moments. Um, you know, going to your uh, the first you know world championship. The first time you go to a world championship is just always amazing. That was back. That was in Orlando when they had them at the convention centers down there, and that was just like, oh my god, this is so huge. And there's so many people. Um, you know, the first year you you know probably the um. Your first year going to the master's clinic, when you you, you you enter into this whole other other world in some ways of, you know, the training there and the camaraderie, and you know, I I met, I met a lot of people and knew a lot of people visually, you know, like I you know I'm sure visually I probably you know, might not even have known your name, but I I saw you know I saw visually saw you or like I knew I saw, visually saw Master Milbrook, you know and. You know, I, oh, I know that guy, you know, but we never communicated or talked or anything because, you know, it's just, you know, t you know timing, but you, know, you go to the master's clinic and suddenly now 
you enter into you you suddenly get closer to people and and get that. Um, uh, you know, South America going to the Latin American Masters Cup was a lot of fun. I went to Europe, which was a lot of fun as well. Um, but the Latin American one was was uh, was such an intimate experience that was really amazing. And uh, um, while I was down there, they they were having because like like a lot of places do, they try to cram everything into a weekend. Or a couple of days when they have you know the mass you know senior masters or grandmasters there, so they had their you know they had the masters clinic, they had a black belt test, they had a tournament, so they tried to cram everything in those couple of days, and we're you're going to um, check out the where the tournament was gonna where the tournament was gonna be. We went to a we were down there. We went to a Chinese restaurant, and even the Chinese restaurants have giant grills of beef in in, in them in Argentina. And we go to the Chinese restaurant and we walk over to the venue that the tournament's going to be in. And um, while we're looking around the place, Master Valentin comes over to me and goes, Dan, um, can, how, how good's your Korean? I'm like, Korean's really pretty good, I think. He goes, okay, they want you to help run the, do a part of the black belt test, but only talk in Korean because they won't understand your English and you don't understand Spanish. Yeah, yes, sir. So I had to help run, do, do one of the black belt tests down there, all at just, everything in Korean. I think I did kicking. And it was a, that was, that was a pretty wild, wild moment. Um, getting that opportunity. Um, but uh, the, the one of those things where you probably don't realize it's going to happen. And then you're like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> and it, was, it was funny also because I, I had brought all my gear to compete. Cause I was never a big, I never competed very often. I was not a big competitor. I competed, you know, the last, I think, the last time I competed was a world was the world championship in uh, maybe two thousand and four. I I think, and it was funny because I, I competed in one of our regional per, black belt. Uh, black, she was a black belt at the time. Came up to me, she's like, Mister, no, Mister, Mister Dan, you know. I you I never seen you compete before. I'm like, well, it tells you a lot how often I competed in your black belt. Now you haven't seen me compete in the whole time you've been, you've been going through the ranks. Um, but I was gonna I brought all my stuff down to South America. I was gonna compete, uh, and uh, I was ready. I'm like, okay, one last time I'll compete, or not even one last time, one more time. Like, when am I gonna be down here again? Let me compete. And Grandmaster Shin, but Grandmaster Bowen comes over to me like the day before. He goes, Dan. He goes, I know you want to compete, and we had just signed up and everything, but Grandmaster Shin wanted somebody that he, he could talk to during the tournament, just have somebody with him they can communicate with. Can you do security for him? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, sure. Like, yes, sir, I'll do that. And then it turned out we got back from that tournament and uh, that, that trip, and then I had gotten my invite to the Masters Clinic like two weeks later so. Apparently, I didn't. I didn't mess up while I was doing security. If I had, I probably had the invite. That was your. That was the. That was your <laughs> last test. <laughs> I got a couple more things here. Uh, Debbie, uh, <laughs> she said, "What about the time George went to uh, World Championships and he had his training stuff in his plumbing tube?" Um, we have. I actually, I just. I fe we have one of those. It looks like a giant pipe bomb. Yes, that's, that's what we used to call it. We, because if you're taking a half, you take like staffs or something down there. Yeah, you just get a big piece of plumbing tube and tap it at both ends. It does. It looks like that. Yeah, I found the, I found the the key the lock to it yesterday, and the kids are asking. 
She also asked, um, oh, uh, if there's one thing you could change and do differently, uh, what would that be? Change or do differently, what would that be? Check the tires on that uh, the bus before you got <laughs> It made a good story having the tires come off. Um, That's true. That's true. You know, <laughs> the thing, you know, um, when, when, you know, sometimes when, when you know, bad things happen, they end up, they end up, you know, giving you, a, if, as long as no one ends up getting hurt, it ends up being good in the end. Right. Um, you, you definitely, you, you, you made life, lifelong brothers on that yeah. trip. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Burgos and Mr. Saragosa are just like, uh, hey, how are you? Let's not get into a van again. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know a good, uh, uh, something I, so nothing jumps out at me as like, that was a really bad thing. I'm going to, ch- I, I have to change that. Sure. Um, you know, the, I, I, you know, there are, there are things I, 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 I you know, I, I regret, but those are like, you know, Hey, you know, oh, we should have done, you know, we should have done this earlier. We should have done that. But, but it, you know, something significant, you know, like that, I try, I, I try not to, re- you know, to, to, to carry too many of those with me. I try to, you know, learn from those things and move forward because they have for, for a reason. Um, you know, like, you know, the week, my, my second year going to the master's clinic, I was, I was, uh, it was a week before the, the clinic. It was a Friday night, Friday night. I think, yeah, I think it was a Friday night or yeah, it was, a, yeah, I think it was a Friday night. We had, we had, we had had gut testing that Friday night. Uh, I driven Lauren was at the test with, with us. We did the test. I drove her back to her, her parents' house. Um, I dropped her off. I'm driving home. I had a Jeep renegade at the time. I started to get a little tired. I started my, my eyes started closing and suddenly the road bent on me. It should have been going straight. The road just just bent on me. It wasn't very fair. And a telephone pole jumped in front of my car, and I I slammed right into it. To went you know I fell asleep driving, hit a telephone pole, and then my car spun sideways and hit a tree. And thankfully that tree was there because there's a really big ravine <laughs> right there. Otherwise I would have gone down the hill. And you know yeah yeah should I you know. It, it was uh, it was not fun that you know I told my car and you know uh, I I was you know you know this uh, the things that happened from it but hey I was fine you know it, it's a car can get replaced sure I went to the master I I so I it's not like I didn't go to the master's thing I went to the master's thing in fact my kicks were really really good that year because I had muscle relaxers to. You know, <laughs> The soreness and I have the document musters. I could kick up. I was kicking like Master Master Mobra that day because <laughs> yeah. my, my muscles were so I'm flexible. <laughs> what is it with you and uh, the Re- Region Nine Masters and uh, muscle relaxers at Masters Clinic? <laughs> I remember the this the Master Valentin story where he pulled his uh, where he pulled his leg. <laughs> um. Let's see. I oh, I wanted to so uh, a couple of, uh, a while ago, one of my um, one of our team uh, instructors asked me. She was like, "What do you think about um, you know having a, a a master as a as a wife or having a, a black belt as a wife?" She's like, "Is that weird?" I'm like, "It's the best thing ever because 
we're going to go to, you know, we, we go all to the other, you know, we go everywhere together and yeah. I don't have to be like, Hey, I'm going away for a weekend. So, you know, to you, how, how, uh, awesome, important, cool is that to, to be able to share all this, this stuff that you do, uh, with your wife? It, it is, it is really, really fun. And it is really, it is really exciting a lot of the times. Um, and it was funny cause we, we are, you know, we are a little bit separate in, separate in, in rank. She's, she's a little bit, um, behind me, um, in time and grade, but she, uh, I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, for example, she was, uh, we had our regional championships for a number of years and, um, before she got invited to go to the Masters Clinic, she was the first Region Nine female to win the, the the Women's Cup three years in a row. And I was actually um, taking, you know, trying to help Master Valentin out and give a little break on everything. And um, uh, I was I was doing the judging assignments, and I'm like, and he's like, and I want this, you know, the and the, always the first two, the right neck in front of the head table. He always puts, um, you know, met the men's division, the women's division, because those, you know. He always wants the grandmasters to be able to watch them. And so I always made sure that I assigned myself to a ring as far away from there as I could, because I didn't want anyone to have any you know, you know, question of impropriety or anything like that, because it's always awkward and I never want to have it. But um, so I always put myself down the end. And, but watching her win it three years in a row was amazing. And the nice thing is that she excels at certain things. I excel at certain things. I'm sure you, you and your wife are similar that you guys each have, you know, parts that complement each other that you're better at one thing and she's better at the other um you know so that's really 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 nice and enjoyable cool i remember one year i was competing and and she was my center judge and someone was like oh you're so lucky you got your wife as your center judge i was like have you met my wife I'm like, oh no that would not be good <laughs> all right i'm gonna we're gonna hit a couple of uh, uh fast ones because we're coming at like 46 minutes i don't want to go forever um so let's see where was it? Tom Lyons again as an instructor. So I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna kind of double up. So Tom asks as an instructor, what's your favorite thing about teaching? And Master Mob Brook uh, also said, what is your favorite part of Tong Sudo? Forms, weapons, staff, sparring, or or what do you gravitate towards the most? So well, kind of hit both of those together, if you well, would. My my favorite 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 thing to teach. Um, I I I enjoy almost all all of it. Um, I I enjoy breaking stuff down. Um, and, and, and talking about technique and talking about things like, uh, master Molinero, I give him a call. It used to be every week. It depends on how things are going. Usually we'll talk once or twice a week and I, him and I'll get into really detailed conversations of just the, uh, the, the concepts behind stuff, not even, you know, the, um, just the understanding of how one thing feeds into another and feeds into another. And he always talks about, it's a circle where you start to understand, you can apply it. You can start to understand, you can apply it more, that gives you better understanding, and you can keep going in a circle with these things and understanding and digging into forms and one steps. What's the purpose of them? What's the purpose of the spots in your form? Where we can come up with the, you know, you can you can watch the videos on YouTube of, you know, various uh, people with fun accents. And that's a, a good point if anybody wants to, to, to use. If you want to be have instant credibility, have an accent. Different than the people you're teaching. They'll automatically assume you know what you're talking about. You start talking with like an English accent, Australian accent, pe people will instantly think you are, you know everything you're talking about. 
you could be completely fake, but you know, can <laughs> you can try to help that. Um, people uh, authority, but um, I, I I enjoy I enjoy weapons, forms, like I said, everything. You know, you talk about um, you know, like Lauren, Lauren, uh, she she will she will she's she's precision. She'll break her. You know your 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 stance, your 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 hand positions, all those things down tremendously. Me, I'm gonna to try to talk to you about the concepts and the ideas behind everything. I was actually I was really I was really excited you know, for the Masters Clinic this year, because um, Master Vittori and I were gonna do I think uh, Wan Shu with the with the, one of the groups for the Forms Breakout, and I had done it at our Black Belt Clinic um, last year. Because as Region 8, you guys have tons of fourth degrees and above at your black belt clinics. And in the last couple of years, we've started to grow to the point where we have a lot at our black belt clinics. And I, I we, we said, well, all of them are here and they're just kind of hanging out while other people are teaching. Let's make them train. We'll give them some practice. They're here. We might as well do some stuff with them. So I broke down Wan Shu for like an hour just, and we may, might have gone over about three times going over just understanding of where the power comes from what the technique some of the techniques and how they work so that was a lot of, a lot of fun nice um yeah that's it's it's always nice to have a, a a group to to work with um there and like you said it's it's cool uh especially when you you know you're usually so busy teaching you actually get a chance at, at a clinic to uh uh you know work together uh, let's see. I got Darren. Uh, Darren offered. I'll ask. Uh, was there ever a time at Edon or Samdon that you thought about leaving? If so, what kept you going? Um, thankfully, I really didn't much because um, the Edon to Samdon time frame was kind of when I was was the Edon into Samdon time frame was when I was in college. Mm -hmm. so I was at the University Clinic, which is about an hour or so from from where we 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 live. Little little more, little less, depending. Um, maybe an hour 15. Um, but I was far enough away that I wasn't, I wasn't coming to class every night, but I could still come home on a weekend and get the class or two. And I could come back for regional events. I could still be involved, but I wasn't there day to day. I could practice on my own in my dorm room or go, go to the, the gym or practice. And, and then when we had an event, I could come back for it. So right. I, I, I was, I got that. I think sometimes what happens, you know, especially that, especially with the teenagers, when they get that Edan Samba, they're doing it so much. They're doing it four or five, six days a week and they get burnt. They just get so burned out when they, they go to, and they go off to college and there's no karate nearby. There's no tone snow nearby. It's just, they're, they completely get out of it. And they're like, well, well, it's hard to get back into it at that point because they, you know, they've left it so much, you know, the, uh, I had the fortunate that I was, able to have sort of a break but still be involved and still close by that I can still still do things nice yeah um someone asked me that the other day too and and for me I, I started I was an adult I was 21 when I started so and I, I kind of got sucked in and, and and made friends with you know uh, master priest I I came for buddy a with him that's how I got started and then um, I met Jeff and I met Muhammad and, and, and Dante Davis and, and those guys kept me motivated to, to keep, uh, working. Um, so, uh, let me see. Is there anything else here? <laughs> Debbie sure. says, I remember when I was George's instructor. I'm sure you do as well, sir. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Um, is there anything else you wanted to uh, to touch on? I, I think we 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 covered a a, a good bit. You know, I I'm I'm always happy to keep talking because you know it, it's just it is a lot of it's just a lot of fun to talk talk about some of these things. Um, you know, and it's been yes, hi sweets, really over there, buddy. Um, and and just getting to, I think that's one of the fun things is just getting to you know know people and talk to people about this stuff and getting, you know, there's lots of you know so many stories of 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 of, uh, of, of different times like. Uh, you know, just you know, some of the masters thing stories that, that that happen. You know, the ones we can tell. There's the ones we can't tell publicly, and you. <laughs> the, the, but there's you know the ones we can talk about. Um, right. Uh, and the black belt clinic stories and and and, and training and you know there's so many times with uh, you know with uh, grand master that we you know they, they got to have times with him and uh, it's you know we. All, all of us have gotten have been so lucky to have been in World Home Show, you know, and have time time with Grandmaster Shin, have had time with Grandmaster One, and now time with Grandmaster Strong. Um, we're we're all very very lucky. Um, one thing that I, I I will mention, I'll give you guys a little um, info on, is that uh, it's not there just yet, but there is going to be a new World Home Show website coming out very very soon. Um, you know, they're working on a couple things with it, and it should be pretty. Uh, it is going to be pretty exciting when it comes comes live. That was uh, uh, something Grandmaster Shin or Grandmaster Baldwin and Master Valentin kind of pushed when I when I took over the web web committee. Was we got to get a new website. We got to get up to date, and it's going to be completely mobile friendly. It's going to have some really uh, exciting uh, features for some of the masters um, and studio owners when we get it going. So it's going to be pretty cool. That that should be happening pretty soon. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, I think we're. I think that's a good place to stop, Dan. Um, thanks for your time. I really appreciate you uh, take, taking the opportunity to do this with me. I uh, I I really enjoyed it, and thanks for your uh, your stories. Absolutely, no, it was a pleasure. Thank you. All right, cool. Well, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you later. And again, thanks again. Come soon. Come soon. See ya. See ya.